Welcome back to the Extension Experience Podcast. My name is Trent Malachik. I'm Dana Zook. And Josh Bashong. How do you want to start, Dana? You want me to talk about LRP today? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about LRP. You've been covering that a, a lot, kind of across mm-hmm. the, the West District. It's kind of a crucial program right now. Yeah, so livestock risk protection is a price insurance product is the best way I can explain it. Maybe that is the way you explain it. it you know, it's a subsidized program through RMA and it allows producers to purchase, you know, price insurance on feeder calves for the most part is what we're educating people on what we're using it for. It's got a couple different options, right? Right. So like first off, what makes it different than say just a put option or livestock hedging, just like a, a straight futures hedge, is that you can purchase it on one up to 12,000 head maximum. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I believe the most recent regs is 6,000 per endorsement. And I say believe because they have made many changes to this over the, the last few years. And at, at one point it was getting some annual updates. So if you've used this product in the past, I would suggest kind of looking into it and talking to your insurance agent. Most crop insurance agents sell it. And if yours doesn't, there, there'll be one close by that does. So that's where you go to, to purchase the product is your crop insurance agents. So it would be something that smaller producers could use as opposed to kind of like a a hedge or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like with a futures hedge or futures contract, you're talking about 50,000 pounds of feeder calves. With this, you can do one head if you wanted to. And, And that's really good for people who buy cattle in small lots. If they're trying to put cattle together, you can get protection on the day you buy them pretty much. You you purchase this thing after the market's closed, but before they open in the morning. So you have mm-hmm. that period of time there in the evening and, and early the next day before you that you can put that protection on. So it's almost instantaneous. There's a little lag there. But I've found it to be incredibly useful because like with my cow herd, I have 80 some head of cows, multiple different weights. They don't all calve at the same time. Halfer, heifers, halfer, mm-hmm. steers. So it's kind of difficult for me to use futures options or a futures hedge because I never have 50,000 pounds of one like right. kind of animal at one right. time. So with this product, I can purchase it on on whatever I want. And they also offer the provision for purchasing on unborn calves. So right now I'm, I'm expecting to calve in March. I could also purchase it right now on, on those animals. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a risk management tool to protect you against downward price kind of direction, right? Yep. So on any day when you look at this product, there'll be an expected ending value and there'll be different coverage levels available for that expected ending value. And usually it's coverage that the provisions of the contract are something like 70% up to 99% of coverage or 100% mm-hmm. of coverage. Usually you see all products offered somewhere between the 95 to 99% coverage level. I've very rarely seen down into the 70s. And I think that has to do with just volatility. If the, if the market is less volatile, you'll see closer to that 100% coverage level option being offered. And then it's when we look at timeline, like how far out you can purchase it, 13 weeks is the minimum. So if you're looking at turn calves really fast, that, that won't necessarily mm-hmm. be the product for you. But 13 weeks, and then it's just in blocks all the way up to, I need to look at my notes here, but if we look at uh, 13 weeks, 17 weeks, 21 weeks, that usually covers most people all the way out to 52. 
Now, so like unborn. So that would be a longer term. Yeah. If, yeah. You, if you're looking at unborn CAS, you'd be looking at those longer term contracts. But the other side of it is you can also cut that into, into sections. You know, it, you can have a policy, say, for 13 weeks. And when that policy expires, you can put a new policy on those same CAS. It okay. just can't be double dipping. Okay. Since this is a subsidized product, you have to own the cattle. Mm-hmm. And you can get spot checked. I never have, but you know it's one of those deals where you're self-certifying that you have the animals, and if they decide to spot check you, you need to provide proof that you actually have those animals. So looks like weight ranges. I mean, there's several different options there: smaller right. calves versus a little bit bigger calves. Yeah. So class one under 600 pounds, class two over 600 pounds, and whenever you calculate your premium on that product, it'll be on hundred weights of coverage. So you're thinking about what will those calves weigh at the end of the endorsement period. So just using 13 weeks, what will my calves weigh in 13 weeks? If they say that's seven weight heifers, I would buy a product on heifers. If I think they'll weigh 750 pounds, I would buy a class two. And then I would put in, you know, 7.5 hundred weights of coverage and mul- multiply that by the actual uh, producer premium. Okay. You're estimating that, but at the end of it, is there adjustment for what the actual weights are? Not that I've ever been involved with. No, it's a... Uh, you estimate that coverage level, and, and they want you to be close. You wouldn't want to... Is it better to undershoot or overshoot, I guess? Well, it's all about cost at that point, yeah. because within that weight, and that's a really good question, within mm-hmm. that weight calculation, there is a basis adjustment. So you want to be as close to what you're selling as possible so you do get a basis product. And that's something we didn't talk about earlier. With a futures contract or a put option, there's not a basis portion of that of that price protection. But with this product, it's using the CME feeder cattle index, which is based on how many cattle are sold on any given day at major markets. And that basis calculation is kind of shown by where cattle are being sold. So if I usually like this product whenever our region of the country is selling wheat pasture calves, because we're a big portion of that calculation when we're selling a lot of calves. If you're selling calves kind of counter cyclical or or out of rotation with people in your area and, and say more calves are selling in Nebraska or something like that, then your basis risk could be a little bit more. But kind of getting back on task, if we're thinking about what our calves are going to weigh at the end of the endorsement period, you know, if you buy 900 weights of coverage or 800 weights of coverage on these feeder calves and they only weigh 600 pounds, one, your basis calculation can be completely wrong. You're going to buy a whole lot of coverage you didn't need to. So the the per animal coverage is going to be more expensive. And I don't necessarily, that's something I'd have to look in the actuarials and talk to somebody that knows a little bit more about it than me. I don't know exactly what their their stance would be on that if you got mm. spot checked and you had much lighter calves than what you say you did. But it would cost more, right? If I'm understanding yeah. the right, you wouldn't necessarily, you'd want to get as close as possible because right. a larger calf, like covering more of a larger calf would be more expensive. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. And you typically wouldn't want to do that. I mean, you're just going to increase. It's kind of like if you had 30,000 pounds of feeder calves and you bought a futures contract and that's worth 50,000 pounds, well then, mm-hmm. yeah, it works. But the, the per calf cost is incredibly expensive right. in that situation. Right. So yeah, getting as close as you can is important. I, you know, we're never 100%. You mm-hmm. might be 50 pounds off or so. But if, if the calves are on wheat pasture, I would say the calculation might be easy, but who knows? You know, they might gain two pounds a day. They might gain three. Right. I mean, it's very difficult to hit that perfectly. But well, have you? 
Have you hit it perfectly? Have no. you ever had trouble with it? <laughs> no, I've never hit it perfectly and I've never been spot checked. Like I okay. said, so but you haven't been far off. No, no, okay. it, it wouldn't be very incredibly far off. But that's that's one thing to think about. You know, if, if your calves weigh, if they do really well on grass or on wheat and you, they come off and they weigh more than your coverage was and you go into and all of this is in a scenario where price actually goes way down. Mm -hmm. Well, then you would be you'd have a portion of your animals unhedged. Right. Well, that's and, that makes it a little bit simpler. I mean, yeah. yeah. So that would be the biggest negative. And then also, if you think about those coverage, those endorsement periods, you know, the 13 weeks, the 17, 21, 26, 30, whatever day that comes on, that is the day that your loss is calculated. So if you sold the animals before, up to 60 days before that period is allowable, well, then hopefully the market is in your favor because if you sold in a down market early and the market recovers then your endorsement may not make a payment right. but the vice versa can also happen mm -hmm. you know, if you're selling to a good market and that's why i like that 60 days if you see a market you really like and you want to sell those animals and the market goes down it could still trigger an mm -hmm. endorsement because it's calculated on that final day the other side of that is say that ending date is on a Monday and your sale day is Thursday and the market takes a really bad turn and you're unhedged during that period. You always want to go a little long, in my opinion, on your coverage endorsement. You want to sell at that, that sale date a little before the end of your coverage period so you're always hedged. Okay. So closest to the date that you kind of assume. I mean, of course, a drought occurs. Lots of things occur that we mm. may need to wean earlier, that sort of thing. Um, but it does have some wiggle room there with that right. 60 days. Yeah, and there's a provision, like if you have a calf die that you're supposed to let your insurance agent know that they died and then that animal can stay on the endorsement, but um, you just, that way if you ever get checked, there's a record that right. the animal died or something like that. Again, these are really fine-tuned things that not many people deal with, but just talking about all the aspects right. of the program. Right, and, you're, and the person that you purchase that from would, of course, have a lot of details, like little details like that. Yeah. And that's a good point, too. Whenever you, you go to sign up for it, you need to sign up for basically the right to purchase this product. There's some paperwork to do ahead of time. I would recommend you do that early, and then you're set up with that agent to go ahead and, and purchase the endorsement whenever you're ready. Mm -hmm. So you want to do that paperwork beforehand. So is there some situations right now that's making it more popular to use or has it become um, more simple to use? Why Why all of a sudden has this become... Well, like better because it has been around for right. a long time, right? In extension, we've been trying to educate on this product for a long time. I almost said push there. Wrong, mm -hmm. wrong verbiage. Yeah, <laughs> but, right. But it ha we have been really excited about it as a product for those producers, especially in Oklahoma where your average herd size is less than 50. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's a really good product for those smaller producers. But early on, it was subsidized at a 13% rate flat across the board. And that made it difficult to compete with put options. One of the good things about put options, because they, they act very similarly, where you can take advantage of prices going up, but you have a floor. And, and put options work the same way. You have a strike price that's similar to that, or that, similar to that coverage level based off of an ending, expected ending price. And you purchase that put option, you pay for that up front with the put option premium, and then if prices go up, you can take advantage of that. If prices go down, you're covered. Well, with LRP, you purchase this product. It works very similarly. The costs are now very uh, comparable with the increased subsidies that they've they've put on this product. Sometimes it's cheaper than a put option. 
And the one big positive, especially for me, when you look at cash flow, is you don't have to pay for that until the end of the endorsement period. If you do qualify for a loss and you get paid, they can take the premium out of that payment and you never really have to send any money for it. So that's good from a cash flow standpoint. If you don't have an operating line or your operating line's near max, you know, it's a good way to get uh, some protection on basically for free for a period of time. With LRP. With LRP, right. Yeah. Put options up front. You got you to gotta have that money sitting out there immediately. I would think most lenders would really find it um, attractive just to be managing some of that downward price pressure because it is a risk management tool. It's insurance. We hope we don't use insurance, right? But this, yeah. you can make money on this, but really it's protect from that. Yeah. That yeah. You know, downward price swings. And again, as always in a in a bull market or an upward trending market, it's difficult to, to make the decision to spend money because you can spend anywhere from well, as, as cheap as you want, if you get down into the lower coverage levels, it can be incredibly cheap, like less than a dollar a hundred weight. Usually when you're buying near the market, you're somewhere around $5 a hundred weight to $7 a hundred weight per animal. And that can get kind of expensive. But again, from like the banking side, when you're trying to secure notes and things like that, more and more lenders are know about this product and understand it. And again, no money up front. You just sign up for the product and then it, your cattle are covered. And as long as you make the right decisions about ending date and all of those various things, it works out very well. And, you know, it's a great way to to hedge those cattle and make sure that your downward risk is protected. Because, again, we, we think cattle prices are going up right now and we expect that they will. But prices are pretty good and hay is very expensive. Oh, so, yes. again, everything's in, expensive, right? <laughs> in our calculations, anywhere from a thousand to eleven hundred dollars cost per cow for guys that have been feeding since August, you know, and, and paying the full price of that hay. Mm -hmm. And you should, even if you raised it yourself, you should calculate that. One, my raised hay was at least $90 a bale with increased cost in fertilizer. And then I could have sold it for $100 or $150 a bale anyway, so there's that opportunity cost. So you always need to be honest with yourself about what your hay is really costing you. So at that point, when I was looking at LRP, oh, this has been a few weeks ago, but there was an expected ending value of somewhere around $2.30 a hundredweight on LRP. And if you buy like that 99% coverage level, I was able to hedge a profit into those cattle, even at the $1,100 cost. Mm -hmm. So again, that it's a unique opportunity. Hopefully we don't need that product and hopefully prices continue to stay strong, but there's just a lot of risk sitting out there with those increased hay costs. You said the minimum was 13 weeks, but you can sell 60 days prior to mm -hmm. then the closing. 13 weeks minus eight weeks. That's five weeks that you could be out pretty quick if you had to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would be, so would that coverage level would be more expensive, right? The nearby? Is the nearby more expensive the, or is it less expensive? Now it should be less expensive okay. because thinking about put options again, there's a big portion of that calculation that's time value and time is risk in markets. Mm -hmm. Because the closer the closer the end date is, the more is known and there's less money sitting out there. So typically the shorter the endorsement period, the cheaper it'll be. What, okay. what can possibly affect that is the volatility calculation. And if you're in a market that's extremely volatile and there's not much time left to the ending date, that can trump time value in some cases. Okay. Uh, it gets kind of complicated. Oh yeah, it sounds complicated, <laughs> doesn't it, Josh? <laughs> And there's some stuff in the background that happens as well. But 
you know, I, I talked earlier about that 13% uh, subsidy. It's tiered levels now, and I'll, I'll just read them off for you. But now the 95 to 100% level is 35% uh, subsidized. 90 to 94.99 is 40%. That 85 to 89% level is 45. So again, as you go down in coverage level, you get a bigger subsidy return to you. So it gets cheaper the, the farther away from the, the okay. coverage price you get or from the expected inning value you get. But I just typically, in my experience, people are happiest closer to that 95 to 99%. I mean, if right. you have the, the, it's cheap enough, it's close enough to what put options are that people go ahead and buy that. Now, I do get people asking, well, why, why would I not purchase this and why would I purchase put options? Well, one of the great things about put options and it's borderline speculation at this point. <laughs> so, right. so when you think about things as true hedges, you want to hold that hedge through the whole the entire period of owning those calves. But with a put option, if prices move in your favor and prices just tank and, and that put option is worth a lot of money and for some reason you believe markets will recover, you can always capture a put option value at any time during during the time that you own it. You now you purchase that put option, you can sell it back and gain that money. With this, it's just the the ending date, and that's when everything's calculated. So nothing that happens between now and the ending date matters. So Trent, so we're getting set up for maybe buying some for some summer grazing, and then say we get all set up and get everything bought, and all of a sudden we don't get any more rains and we don't have the summer pasture. So you're you're describing again that that kind of clause in there where you're supposed to own the cattle, and again it. That's something to be concerned about for sure. And there can be emergency provisions and things that come out at any time that, that you have to pay attention to that, that you might be able to get out of that contract. But typically, again, we look at that, you can sell 60 days prior. Try to leave yourself enough flexibility that you can make those decisions. If you're not planning to keep these animals in a in a feeder calf enterprise, that which would mean you would typically have that forage laid out and ready to go, uh, it's probably not the product for you. And you might want to look at put options just to be more flexible in that situation. So you don't have to worry about that expected ending date and when you need to get rid of those animals. And that becomes kind of an issue as Dana, we were talking about purchasing it on unborn calves. There's a lot of unknown between now and next October or whenever mm -hmm. you, whenever you sell those calves or wean those calves. And uh, we talked about doing an example and I can talk to you some about what's available out there when we talk about, uh, oh, let's look at class one steer. So that would be that less than 600 pound weight. And looking at the 13 week endorsement rate, just of what was calculated in our most recent available prices, you know, the expected ending value is sitting out there looking at ending May 12th on a 13 week policy. That expected ending value is $2.13 a pound or $213 a hundredweight. So our at the 99.7% coverage level is, is okay. Is like the almost a hundred percent is the right. one that's the highest available. Okay. That coverage price is $212 at that point. And then the cost per hundredweight is $5 and 60 cents. But the producer premium after that subsidy comes out to $3 and 64 cents a hundredweight. So if you look at a five weight steer, and, you know, that $3, that's 15 bucks, and then about another, so $17.50, $18 a head for a five-weight steer to end May 12th. So that's that's your first example. Now, what about unborn calves? Let's When do you want to wean them? Let's wean October 1st. 
All right, so if we were looking at these examples, the closest we can get to that is October 6th. Oh. So that would be our expected ending date. And that's a 34-week coverage option. The expected ending value is up to $232.75 on October 6th, so pretty good prices. We can get a 99.7% coverage level again at that point. So that expected ending value is $232 uh, 100 weight. So that producer premium is going to be $6.26 a hundred. So decent amount more, but not crazy. And what's kind of affecting some of that is that volatility factor. Cattle markets have not been just all over the board here recently. Mm -hmm. So when your volatility is low and price movement is kind of more stable, you will see some of those prices not necessarily being crazy in, in this regard. But so the way we work all that out and all those numbers that I gave you, so October 6th, we will calculate our the ending value of this endorsement and it will be compared to our coverage level, which is $232 a hundred weight. So at that point, if the CME feeder cattle index is below $232 a hundred weight, that would trigger a premium, actually an indemnity, sorry, not a premium, mm -hmm. but we would get an indemnity paid and it would just be basically the difference of that calculation, that expected ending value minus the actual ending value times the 100 weights of coverage that we purchased. So if we you know, bought five weights of coverage and the market was 10 bucks under that, you would get $50 ahead. And right. then they would, we would take that uh, $6.26 out. So, so that'd be $30. Mm -hmm. So you'd get about a $20 indemnity. To, just to manage that risk mm -hmm. of that downward price move yeah so that, that's good that's a good um easy example to understand whether you have like that first example was for fall calves mm -hmm. being sold maybe in may and this one's for unborn calves i think yeah but what i like about that is you start doing some math on these numbers what really matters so we're protecting two dollars and 32 cents a pound and we're selling a five weight calf so five times two is a thousand so Five times three is fifteen. So that's twenty or eleven fifty or so that mm -hmm. you're getting per calf. Right. That's weird math, but I yeah. got there. Great. So <laughs> I break it down in my mind. But, but you're basically getting eleven fifty for that calf. And if our cow cost was thousand to eleven hundred dollars, that's pretty neat to be able to hedge that all of that risk away and know that I'm at least going to break even. And we know in farming, that's what we love to do is break even. <laughs> right. So. You know, hopefully we see calf prices go higher, but I don't know that everyone realizes how high these prices are actually being forecasted to be. I mean, this is a product you can purchase today at two thirty-two a pound. That's that's more like fourteen and fifteen levels than than what we've yeah. been used to. So they're the market, forecasting that market to be yeah two dollars and thirty-two cents. Yeah, well, when you look at the futures market, the futures are trading at that point, mm -hmm. and then this product is making calculations based off the feeder cattle index to adjust for basis. So those five okay. weights are expected to bring two thirty-two on October sixth. Yeah, that's kind of how you work through all that. It's I just think it's really valuable. Whether I can do all the calculations like mm -hmm. you or not, Trent, it's just extremely valuable to be able to manage some yeah. of that risk. Well, it's very difficult to make all those numbers come across and make sense in a podcast. So that's where I say it's. An, this is just to give you a, a primer, so to speak, and uh, just talk to your insurance agent and think about you know, what you need to do. And, and you have this background, you kind of understand what you're talking about now and what you're asking for. And, and sitting down and really looking at your own operation is the best way to, to come up with this and, and to come up with a good plan. 
If you think you're going to wean above six weight calves, again, you just go to class two. That would be a basis adjustment in the in the program, and there'd be the the expected ending values would be a little less. Okay. But. Well, I think that's a great uh, summary for LRP Trent. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I made that sound way more complicated than it has to be. But. Well, I mean, I've seen a lot. I've seen you present a lot. I've seen other people do it, and it's not like a simple thing. I mean, it is simple, but you know, getting all the data in there is, is can be a little bit complicated. So yeah. definitely, like Trent said, go. The, sim the simple part is just do it, yeah. and and go go talk to your crop insurance agent or whoever sells this product. And, and think about it. And the cool thing is, if you're not sure about it or if you feel like you've been burned in the past and, you know, typically if people don't like this product, they they had it during 14 and 15 and we had a lot of basis risk at that time. And that can hurt this product if there's, you know, wild basis risk that can affect you. But with the increased subsidies now and the fact that you can buy it on literally one calf and try it out. I would I would suggest that everyone just try it on a few one five head ten head something just see how it works for mm -hmm. you. That's great. If we have any extra information, we'll put it in the show notes. We will catch you guys next time. <laughs>